This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and lover of bread, Jake Bockelman. <laughs> what? I like bread. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Hold up. Yay, yay. We're starting at 5 o'clock the second hour on Thursday, Thursday. And yeah, we sipped on a little bit of wine. We sipped on a little bit of cider. We thank Kevin Meyer for joining us on the block today. Now, we're going to tap in on the second hour. We're going to talk a little bit about some trade action that's happening in the NBA right now. I don't know what to say about it. I'm surprised it even got done. I couldn't believe it got done, to be honest. That was some low-key, behind-the-scenes, undercover type of stuff that happened with this particular trade we're going to talk about right now, Bach, on the block. Hey, normally, normally, Bach, on the block, we get some info. We get some inside school. That's right. We get some deep intel. But I didn't see this one coming. I thought it was going to fall through and fall flat on its face. But right now, we're going to talk a little bit on the block about the James Harden and Simmons trade. I can't believe it. I'm 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 still a loss for words. I I'm still trying to see how it happens, but I understand how and why it happens. But I've got to say salute to Daryl Morey for getting it done. James Harden now is going to get an opportunity to play with one of the best centers in the game to which he has never had throughout his career and I can see potential and I love the move in this particular time when they're trying to make a move in the Eastern Conference. What is your thoughts on the Simmons-Harden trade? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a huge one. I love NBA trade deadline. Usually it doesn't quite live up to, to this, but I mean, this is as big a blockbuster as you can get. Um, kind of changes the changes the balances, you know, the balance in the East over there. Um, and overall, the balance of in, NBA action, I think, uh, you know, I think it's, it's gone from um, these mega teams that, that we've had, and the Nets were certainly one of those, um, to now there seems to be two superstars per team. You know, you're kind of back to that era, uh, which I think is a little bit more exciting. You know, in the Warriors, and the Cavs kind of dominated all the stars there for a bit. It was it was it was cool. It was it was fun, you know, for a minute or two. But year after year after year of seeing those guys in the finals and knowing that was how it was going to play out, um, kind of got tired. And and of course the Nets didn't live up to that. And that's what's what's kind of interesting about it. Some people think the Nets are way better off now. Ben Simmons can you know slide into that Draymond uh, Green role. Seth Curry, by the way, another part of this deal maybe gets overlooked. He's one of the best sharpshooters in the NBA, so that's going to help out there um but uh I, I to me i think the 76ers are the winner of this trade um to get james Next. harden i mean they, they do have to I, I think they're a part of it's they're going to sign the extension with him um so they're going to keep him till he's 38 years old or something like that so that's part of it is is knowing that you're you're kind of uh you're going toward the back half of his career but if you're the 76ers you've got 
Embiid in his prime right now. I think it's perfect to make a move, put your team at, you know, right up there in contention uh, with a former MVP uh, that, that can get it going and kind of feel himself and, and get back into what makes James Harden special instead of playing every other night off guard or, or point guard and, you know, just kind of whatever um, worked out that way. And, and for the, I, I think a lot of big people have been saying this for the Nets is it, it looks great on paper. I don't think Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving in a locker room together is, is, you know, it's not that they have anything against each other. I just think it's too much. I think it's too much ego um, and, and just and, and maybe just not enough commitment to the game. We'll see. Kevin Durant can overcome a lot of things, but that's going to be tough to me in, in my eyes uh, for the Nets. So I'm excited because the Nets are broken up. Um, I don't think that they're better now with Simmons, even though he might fit in a little bit better, right, position-wise. Um, but I, I'm excited because the 76ers are, are, are a player now, and I don't think they were before today. I, I would have to agree with you, man. I think – I think the genius of it, because I thought that there was no way that Brooklyn was going to let it go. But I understand. I mean, you've got Kyrie, right? Obviously, you don't have the situation to where Kyrie can can still play. He's only at 41 you know, games or so in that he can play because of the fact that he can't play at home. So I would have thought that there was no way they were going to give that up without Tyrese Maxey being in that deal or or, you know, um, I, I just or, or Thibel or either yeah. one of them, Thibel or Tyrese. I just thought one of them had to be in that deal in order to make it a win for Brooklyn. You know, to be able to land a defensive specialist like Thibel, or to be able to without Kyrie being able to to play now without James Harden, who's gonna who's gonna take that that position and take it by the hands? I know you got, uh, you know. I call him PD Pablo. I know you got Patty Mills over yeah. there. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, he's a solid guy. Um, he's a capable guy, but, but at the end of the day, I just didn't think it would be able to get done. Now, uh, on the other hand, uh, what are you going to get from Ben Simmons? You know, kudos to him for unloading that contract. Although you're about to take it on. The only way I see that they win is if James Harden can stay healthy, right? He's a little, I think he's still a little overweight oh, yeah. right now. I think he's going to put some pressure on his body if he doesn't get that in order. But um, uh, but I still think that's a win for them. I think also, I want to take, I want to say it was a good thing though for the Nets because they acquired Drummond. I think the Drummond part of it also helps because without having Lopez, uh, I think that's what one of the things that they needed, right? Um, I, I, I also like the fact that he didn't, um, we knew he wasn't feeling it. He was a little disgruntled, but he wasn't as overt as he has been in his past, right? He had to do that this year. I mean, going late in his career, he had to do that because he had he had done that in the past. OKC had done it at Houston. And at the end of the day, if he would have did it again, they're already talking about how crazy he was and how Durant didn't want him and how Chris Paul didn't want him and how, you know, all these different yeah. people don't want him. But at the end of the day, I think this makes um, – that creates more space for him to operate because of the fact of having that type of a guy like Embiid who can get it get it done. It takes pressure off of him as well. But his assist numbers are already sick, so it's just going to continue to bowl well for that. I think uh, Tyrese Maxey will be able to help also. It will allow James to kind of relax and rest because Tyrese Maxey is solid. He's going to be a good player. He's actually out of Dallas. I got to watch him mm-hmm. and – referee him when he was a young fella so um i think that's solid also something that happened out there that that didn't go under the radar but it's definitely something to to make note of is porzingis is going over to 
DC. Porzingis, who has you know missed the last five games with a right knee injury, I think that's probably the major problem I have about Dallas and, and Porzingis is that he is so injury prone that them unloading that contract also, although it's only to 2024, so they're exchanging contracts. You know, you have a 16 million that came over uh, with, I mean, you have 17 million that came over with Dinwiddie. They want some more shooting. They're a very perimeter dominated team. They like to space the floor. I think there was a little conflict of ego between Porzingis and, and I don't think Porzingis liked the love and the, and the flair that came with, um, you know, having, Doncic's there. Um, I don't think he liked that too well, but um, that move, I don't know if it makes Washington better. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Uh, But, you know, they'll also get Burton's, which they needed some front court help. That is one of the areas, you know, I know Porzingis blocked shots and he did his thing, but at the end of the day, um, I also know that they needed just some front court inside help. And, and he's, a, he's a capable, just solid guy, you know, at his best. He'd give you about 11 to 15 points, but at his worst, when he's not being used, you know, he's not going to give you what he needs. So I thought that trade was something to, to be looked at. What do you think? Yeah, and, and he, he kind of pout about it and kind of was a no-show there in the playoffs, and Doncic had to carry them. Um, you know, this is right. more of a move, I think, for the future to clear that contract. Uh, Dinwiddie is a good, a really good player, and, and I, I think that that will help them out too. But he's not he's not seen in the same light as uh, Porzingo. So it, it's kind of taken away from, okay, you have uh, a star and a half over there in Dallas. Now you just have the star. It's Luka Doncic, and maybe who can you pair with? Him in the future, um, so that that's very fascinating to see, um, you know. And, and he's already had to carry the team himself, so I don't think it makes Dallas significantly worse. Um, like you said, with the Wizards, you, you kind of wonder they're not necessarily a contender right now. Maybe just you know, is that a building block? Is that just something that they uh, could take on right now? You know, you, you kind of wonder about it. But uh, overall, it, I think the trade deadline uh, was a fascinating day, not just in in what did happen, but what didn't happen. You know, obviously the Lakers not making any big move. You, we all kind of thought that Russell Westbrook's time in LA was about done um, and they needed to do something to shake it up. And, and it really felt like that beyond, you know, just like people speculating it that, you know, Jane, LeBron James said the other night, they're not going to reach the level the Bucks are at right now as the team is currently constructed. Russell Westbrook, obviously complaining about not being in the final lineup at the end of the game. It, it felt like all signs pointed toward, okay, Westbrook's going to go somewhere today and it didn't happen. And so I think the, uh, you know, you're going to wait till the off season maybe to see it or, you know, some type of deal, they're going to try to fight through it, but that's not a contending roster. And I don't think it's, it's going to be uh, in LeBron and, and, and more so than me saying that I trust LeBron in saying that. So um, it's kind of interesting that that didn't happen. Well, I, I, I would venture to say that I kind of figured that that wouldn't happen. I, I don't think that there is anybody alive. If you're a GM that wanted to get fired uh, in the next year or two, <laughs> you take you take that deal if yeah. you want to, right? But, and the reason being is, is not that Westbrook is not still able to play or he's not able to perform or whatever the case may be. It's just that he's not a good fit for most systems and most teams at this stage of his, his career. I also think that, um, you know, when you, when you look at it, um, you, you, they've, they've given away all the pieces that they really had, right? Unless you're going to move Malik Monk or, or somebody that they, who, who else right. you're going to have as there, they, they have no more pieces other than Westbrook to move, which that salary for the next two years is just way too much to take on. Um, and not with the uncertainty of knowing what you're going to get from it. And so they're stuck. 
they're 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 stuck unless they can pull a rabbit out of their hat unless they're like David Copperfield and they're able to you know give you the the hand and mirror scene and make you think that you know the spaceship is is disappearing in the in the uh in the arena I, other than that I don't see it happening um but something that was interesting to me is 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 trying to observe what Orlando is doing Orlando um they look they look in tank mode they they look like they're trying to get Suggs they're trying to get um you know Anthony they're trying to figure out where they they have way too many guards but they got a lot of pieces that they were trying I think to hold up to see what they can pull out of their hat and I think they did something that's very interesting um you know Denver wasn't using him correctly and then Boston really didn't want him and they find a way to to pull out a ball ball trade. I mean, they they got some size. They got somebody inside. They got rid of Vooch. They didn't think Vooch was the guy. They think this versatility of maybe ball ball can be something that they can grow with, build with. Um, you know, if they get him in the weight room, I, you know, I venture to say he's like his dad. He's got the highest metabolism that probably you ever see in yeah. your life. He probably won't ever get big. He'd probably be like KD for the rest of his life. But nonetheless. They pulled out Bo Bo, but then they removed some guys. I mean, the guys they brought over was Dozier. Uh, they brought um, they 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 ended up waving Michael Carter Williams, and they got rid of um, a, a close friend of mine and Etwan Moore. And so it looks like they're trying to do something else. Maybe they're trying to find somebody a gem out there in the G League, or they're trying to find a couple pieces to make some additions. Uh, but they don't see that they're going anywhere. But what do you think about Bo Bo, and what do you think about a potential future with him? Well, yeah, what's interesting is, you know, it's it's one trade deadline ago where they really blew it up, right? You mentioned Vucevic, Aaron Gordon was shipped out, um, you yeah. know, as well as uh, Fournier. You know, Fournier, they, they, they shipped him out last year, so they kind of blew it up, restarted their timeline there. And Bo Bo kind of fits that timeline. I don't know. It's interesting because Boston didn't really give him a look. Uh, you know, Denver was done with them. It's kind of interesting. They, I mean, the, the Dozier right. trade, the Bull Bull trade, it was all um, just for a second round pick. Maybe Boston's just trying to shed some um, any salary that they have there or whatever. But um, I, I, I was extremely intrigued by him coming out of Oregon. I think he got uh, some sort of injury or something that moved him back in the draft. And I thought that was a steal when Denver got him. Um, and he's provided flashes and moments where you think that it can be that way. So I like the fact that he's in Orlando, somewhere that's going to, you know, not expected to win now. Now, uh, is going to try to be able to grow with them. I think I think it's a perfect landing spot for him. Um, but uh, you know, kind of going back to what you said about the Lakers, is there any way with that Westbrook trade that? I mean, he's obviously at a different part of his career with Ben Simmons, uh, with no no Westbrook trade, I should say, that he can pair all, you know, pull off a Daryl Morey, where Daryl Morey uh, has been mocked, including by myself for months, saying I don't think anybody's ever going to take on that Ben Simmons contract. There's no reason to. I mean, he's he's not going to be a star player. I don't know how, you, but eventually, Daryl Morey looks like a smart man, I believe, for for stick, sticking around. I thought that okay, you're, there's no way you're going to get you know pennies to the dollar on that, or, or you're going to get your value out of it. You got to take pennies to the dollar out of it um but he ended up waiting long enough to get james harden to be honest i think the genie buck situation i think their upper management situation um is 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 terrible i don't think no one trusts palenka <laughs> so uh, i i just think i don't think they have the capital even in the upper management system to be able to pull that off. I, I just really don't think so. I think they may be stuck. I mean, they may be able to pull something off, but it's going to be pulled off at a loss. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think you're, I don't think they're going to be able to get it done without like a Malik Monk or somebody thrown into that deal. Um, but um, yeah, they're, they're going to take a loss whatever, in every way 
they have no leverage. They have no leverage in order to pursue that deal. And so it's, it's, it's something in which they're going to take a loss. But last question before we go to break, I wanted to uh, also throw in the fact that we know that MLB commissioner Rob Manfred also made that deal with DH. I mean, you didn't really get to speculate on it too much, but nonetheless, they also are, are announcing something and they're trying to push back, you know, and hold it to just a lockout. They're, they're already on the, on the verge of missing spring training. But uh, they're trying to also throw something in there that I thought was pretty interesting. And they're trying to add the draft lottery in order to eliminate aspects of the tanking. You know what I mean? Because a lot of teams went into tank mode in different times because they knew that it would put them in a position in their draft status. But uh, it looks like he's trying to add in the lottery in order to eliminate, uh, you know, draft tanking. Which is fascinating. You know, I think this was it this past year or two years ago, we saw the, the Vanderbilt pitcher not even sign with the Mets uh, after being a top 10 pick. So um, it, it, it's just weird. I mean, the, the, the Major League Baseball draft works a little bit differently. Um, you know, you can still negotiate. Um, you're not necessarily, you know, locked in there. So it, it's, it's, it, it's crazy. Um, you know, I, I don't know how much it curtails that I think in the NBA it does to a degree. Um, but at the same time, you cut, you know, the writing's on the wall when you're when you're one, when you're one of those teams. So whether it's it, maybe it curtails it to the degree of having the absolute worst record, but the team with the absolute worst record still has the best percentage chance to win the lottery. Um, so you know, I think it gives you a little bit of hope there at the end. It, it makes you, it really puts you in a weird position, regardless of what sport you're talking about. As a fan, as you as you you know go down that final month when your team's out of contention, you're like, I think I'm cheering for my team to lose now. I think that's what would be best for the future, and obviously they know that as well. So I think it's 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 something to it. You know, I, I think it will maybe help a little bit. For, for the most part, those teams are in the situation that they're in. And uh, they're still going to be looking at, you know, a, a high end pick and probably more of a chance to get that pick if they continue to lose. So I don't know how much it's going to curtail tanking. Uh, I, I don't think it'll do too much. All right. Well, that's, that's wonderful. Give us your thoughts at 402-464-5685 on, our, on the Sutter Heyman text line, as well as on the Honda Lincoln hotline. We're going to have Jimmy Watkins when we come back uh, from the Omaha World Herald after the break and we'll be able to talk a little bit more if you got any questions you got any thoughts about this last big win against minnesota and do you think that they're able to continue on getting victories we saw some opportunities out of northwestern northwestern took some l's got a victory and went on a run and the same thing with rutgers can the huskers do it also we'll come back and we'll talk about it with jimmy Watkins when we come back